Yeah, I just got a new boss at work, but he's pretty he's pretty like incontinent. He's basically never there. Uh uh don't you mean incompetent? No, he goes to the bathroom like every 5 minutes. Well damn. Hey, wait, now wait just a second. We're live. Hey, look at that. We are live. Um hello everybody. Welcome back. Uh, to the first summer episode of the All That in a Glass of Water podcast. I'm your host, Trevor. I'm your other host, Lily. I forgot what summer meant, uh, and then yeah. I remembered. It's this, we are post-June 21st. That's right. Um, it's it, it definitely feels like summer, at least down here near Charlotte. It has been hot, hot, hot the past few days. I got into my car and gave myself a third-degree burn while putting on my seatbelt, so... Um, that was fun, but I don't know. What's it, what's it like up there in <clears throat> old Chapel Hill? It's been pretty hot up here, Trevor. We got a, a big, uh, we got a big heat wave rolling in from up north over here in, in the, uh, Virginia area. You can see rolling down from those easterlies. You can expect uh, some pretty high temperatures in the next couple of days. Bring out your sun umbrellas if you're heading to the beach we're looking at uh 85s all all through the week now back to you <laughs> well i guess it's gonna be a good couple of days for the ice cream man huh um well uh next what do we up have? the new the ice cream man strike <laughs> uh yeah i just think that uh we should be able to sell our ice cream whether it's melted or uh still solid or in, in any state that it's in, um, and that we should have absolutely no health restrictions, and that's why we haven't been selling ice cream this summer. Um, yeah, and you all can just bite the heat and, and suck it. Thank you very much, Mr. Cream. I'm uh, Chief Gibson reporting with, from live from the field here. Trevor, let me tell you, the ice cream men are not happy about the new regulation saying ice cream must be frozen. Uh, nationwide strike going on here. How how long do you think this is going to last, Mr. Cream? Last? Oh, well, I'd say it's going to last about as long as we need it to uh, until we can sell this cream melted, unmelted, uh, frozen solid, however we want to damn well sell it. Um, you know, my grandfather, he started the ice cream uh, he, he invented ice cream uh, from the get-go and and you know people a lot of people don't know this but at first it was a it was a drink you would uh, get it in a cup and you would just drink it uh, and it wasn't mm. until my father actually had the idea of freezing it but now the damn government wants to come in and tell us how to to freeze it uh, how to serve it and I, I I just don't think that's right so you know, it'll last all summer if it has to. It'll go two summers, three summers. I don't care. Nobody's getting their ice cream until we can sell it how we like. Well, I don't think anyone here wants three summers without ice cream. Uh, can I ask you, sir, did your grandfather just invent milk? He was the first one to uh, have that sort of contact with a cow, yes. Um, it's a bit of a, bit of a, a family story that... Uh, he would tell it every every Christmas time. You see, he was out there in the field, um, and he was actually going to slaughter the cow. It was uh, going to be our Christmas dinner, um, but instead, he he saw that uh, it was a it was a new mother cow, and that the uh, 
well, the calf, the baby calf was, boy, was it enjoying that uh, mother's milk. And my grandfather, mm. he just got on his knees, got right next to that calf, and mm. he just joined it. And he stayed out there for two whole hours. Um, and uh, we, his uh, grandma actually had to go out there and, and find him, uh, at which point she also got down on her knees and, and joined him. Um, and that's uh, that's that's how the first ice cream was consumed. Golly, I can just imagine. Well, we we hope Congress is moved by this story. Back to you in the studio, Trevor. Um, yes. Uh, up next, uh, will platypuses be allowed to vote? Uh, we'll have that right after the break. So, do you have? Yeah, you were gonna bring a slushie. Yeah, oh Did yeah. Did that happen? Yeah. Um, I'm just so darn pooped. <laughs> I didn't bring <laughs> the slushie. I have no wanna... good excuse. I am just pooped today. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was like, an hour ago, I was like, man, I got to drive to go get that slushie before Trevor gets gets home, gets ready for the pod. And I just yeah. couldn't bring myself to do it. Um, you know what? It's so, okay. I'm not mad. Okay. I, I was really worried you'd be mad, so I appreciate that. Um, next week we will find out if I can get brain freeze. Yeah. You're going to drink like the whole thing in one go, right? That's the plan. Yeah. It sucks because you can't like freeze a slushie and that's its whole thing. But there's no way to maintain a slushie outside of the machine. Put it in the freezer. But it like freezes into a rock. You can't drink it anymore. Yeah. I guess. Put it in the fridge. It's just going to melt into, into syrup liquid. That's true. Not as quickly, though. No, but, like, they got to be pretty fresh. Within, like, yeah. within a few hour, maybe two hour time span, you got to have that slushy ready, and it's hard. So, in place of a slushy, what can we review? Um, <laughs> what is there left? What is there left, indeed? I have this. We've definitely already reviewed, like, this exact water that I am drinking for to keep my voice fresh for today so i don't know if we could do this do like a, a redo of this one it's the same water like the exact same bottle liquid everything well this is like it's it might not be the same bottle it's another plastic bottle just filled in my bathroom sink i say yeah let's let's do that how long has it been sitting out there for um not long like an hour because maybe okay. that's what we need to do is like kind of reject this notion that we always need to be pushing it further and like maybe just a mundane you know like i have this water all the time you've yeah. already seen me drink this water maybe that's okay yeah um so that's what this is it tastes the same as it did <laughs> before <laughs> <laughs> nothing changed so, about it whatever rating it was last time just go back to whatever episode that was and listen to that yeah. again. I'd say it's probably it was probably a four out of five. If yeah. I had to guess, they, it usually is, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I went to get some slushies last night with a uh, with a girl, and holy hell, uh, we tried just about every slushie that the uh, the quick trip had to offer, and the two the two very nice uh, gentlemen working there. They didn't say a word. They let us try as many slush puppies as we wanted until we finally decided on our respective flavors. Um, was it like in then, one cup, or did you get like 
20 different cups. We would kind of, uh, well, yeah, we would, like, get a little bit, taste it, and then, like, dump the rest out. Um, oh, okay. And it, it got to a point where my cup was, like, so disgusting, and I was like, I can't drink my actual slushy out of this. That would be disrespectful to the to the slushy. Yeah. Um, so I did throw that cup away and then get a new one. Um, so really, it was only two cups that it took to finally, and I got uh, white cherry is what it was, which tasted like cherry, but I guess they couldn't uh, get the red color, the easiest of slushy colors to create. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, Maybe they used to use, wasn't there some red coloring that caused cancer or something like red 40? They used to put blood in them. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's why, that's what all those blood drives are for was just to like color the, the slushies. The Red Cross um, started as a as a subsidiary of Seven <laughs> Eleven, um, and then they were like, "Hey, we can use this blood not only to make delicious slush puppies, um, but also to like save people's lives." Yeah, why do you call um, it a slush puppy? It's more fun. <laughs> oh, have we explained this before? I I don't think I ever. Like, I don't think so. I kind of just changed them recently. I changed how I said it, say it recently to slush puppy. Uh, I also called the little like frozen pop things that, you, that are like like a dollar or two at the store. You get a big pack. I call those wet willies. No, what was it called? Wait, chili willies, not a wet willy. Chili uh, willies. Okay. Um, I just I think the world would be a much more fun place if we all just like called things by the silliest name. Like we can think of that still makes sense to call them, you know. That's true. What do you? Uh, let me think of something you could have a funny answer for. Just give me, a, just give me a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take your time. <laughs> what do you? What are you renaming? Lined paper. I just um, I saw that on my desk. <laughs> That's what I went with. Um. Uh, I call that uh, li- liney, lineys. Call them lineys. It's pretty so good. Like if, yeah, if I'm in like the library and I need to write something down, I go, "Hey, do you have like a liney I could use?" Just to, like you're um, like a random person in the library. Yeah, they're and then I usually to have study. to. Yeah, I have to explain what a liney is, and then they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, sure, that's, um, yeah, you can have one. That's fine." When you say and then it. I, asking someone else for it it does sound like you're asking for a line of cocaine i think i mean like if you were british yeah you'd be like oh i was trying to hit a liney <laughs> that's more australian but yeah <laughs> yeah well i did my best <laughs> you cheated gave it your damnedest um uh yeah slush puppies chili willies um Called buggers. pens. Oh, sorry. <laughs> bugger. What's a bugger? It's a bug. That's like, oh uh, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, called pens. Inky, inky winkies. Um. Uh, I called speakers. Um, loud, loud phones. Are you just going through your desk <laughs> as well? Kind of. Yeah. Um, uh, what do you call uh? empty can of red bull 
an empty can of Red Bull. Yeah. Um, I call that a uh, uh, w- uh, wingless um, aluminum. I don't know. Sure. I, last night, saw okay. a little flick. I saw a little movie, they call them. Okay. A little theatrical okay. presentation, maybe. Is this, uh, uh, is this the classic segment, Lily Saw a Movie? This is everybody's favorite segment, Lily Saw a Movie. Yes. All right. Uh, what, what, what movie did you see? I saw Wes Anderson's Asteroid City. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to, because you haven't seen it, so there's not that much interesting conversation to be had, which yeah. is why the segment Lily Saw a Movie, Just Lily, kind of fell off for a while (laughs) i think yeah that's (laughs) but i gotta i gotta talk about this damn flick just i'm not gonna spoil anything um i just want to let everyone know how much i loved this movie oh that's that's a good change of pace i feel like the last few movies we've talked about you've like disliked yeah I got, you know, I was uh, getting disheartened. I was like, will yeah. I ever like a movie again? Um, I I love this movie in like a spiritual sense. Like oh. I was trying to come. I love this movie the way a newborn mother loves a baby. <laughs> okay. Wow, that's pretty not, intense. Um, not like, a, you know, you know what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, I love this movie the way the faithful love their God. <laughs> wow okay right. yeah you would get I, down on your knees for this movie and um and have your soul saved yeah like as this isn't even that much of a sign of love for me anymore because it's apparently just my fucking tradition with movies and theaters i saw it twice in 24 hours but i do wow. that with every movie now <laughs> yeah um, you do that with movies you don't like too <laughs> yeah i do just like, because I feel like I need to formulate my thoughts more. And because this right. darn AMC Stubbs A-list, I can do that for free. That's true. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. If you're paying full price two times, that might be a little much. But you can, you know. Thank you. What, what was his name? John AMC or something? It's Mike Amp. Mike Amp. That, that was his name. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Mike Amp. Mike Amp, he, you know, he, he does some good things, though, despite his stupid name. Yeah, no, he lets me see Wes Anderson's Asteroid City twice in a row. God, I lo- I'm going to see it again, no doubt. I love this movie so much. Okay. I was just like, huge, stupid smile on my face the whole time, except when I was crying, which was several times. Mm. Um, I'm going to get a line from it tattooed on me. Really? I'm already planning that. Uh, What's... It's great. Can you tell us the line? Can I tell it? it let me think. It's not a spoiler because you don't know what it means. Right. I can tell you. I can tell you the line. It's um. What's the line? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> well, that's why you got to get it tattooed on your on yourself so you can remember. So I remember. It's um. You can't wake up if you don't fall asleep. And it's just you'll remember it if you see the movie. It's a okay. very memorable moment. God, I love this darn flick. But I went. This movie has a 74 on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Which is, like, not great. Yeah. And I know Rotten Tomatoes isn't really, like, how good a movie is. It's, like, your chance to like it. 
which is like maybe accurate for this movie like having a 74% chance to like it isn't isn't a terrible guess but like I went through reading some of those reviews I was reading the negative reviews and I'm a fan of a lot of like divisive movies like Mm -hmm. I really liked Skinamarink which I think I talked about on here it's a lot of people hate that movie and I can totally see why and like it Mm -hmm. felt made for me like it fit my taste very well but I can totally get why someone wouldn't like it Um, yeah but with Asteroid City I was reading those negative reviews and I just had such a profound sense more than any other moment in my life that like I am different from these people (laughs) like the way we experience the world is not the same not that I am better than them but like we we are living two distinctly separate lives yeah with none of the same ideas in our heads or images in our eyeballs right and um, nothing has made me feel that way as much as asteroid city reviews where do you think that that comes from without spoiling anything it's like i don't even know if it's the movie i do think uh, Wes Anderson wrote the script by crawling through my dreams and finding my perfect film. <laughs> right. Like, it was me. <laughs> that I. Oh, think. yeah, it was you. S- yeah. Yeah, I, I think I, he crawled through my dreams one time. I kind of, like, saw him. I was in a bowling alley, and I was uh-huh. buying some fries for the group, and fuck it, Wes Anderson is just, like, there two lanes over um, as I'm walking back, and he's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, hey, how, what's, what's up? Um, and then he just... He uh, kind of looked around. He gave a sigh, like <sighs> he asked me, "Do you have any friends who might, you know, have some good movies? Because this place fucking sucks." And I, I told him, "Yeah, my friend Lily. You should check her dreams out." Um, and I'm glad. I'm glad that worked out. Yeah. No, because I've never dreamt of a bowling alley. Um, yeah. I only dream of just the snappiest fucking dialogue, hilarious jokes. <laughs> Uh, really that's, poignant that's moments. <laughs> you you dream entirely in lines. <laughs> yeah, your dreams sound much more exciting than mine. Mine are confusing. They often have love interests, which involve people that I despise. Um, mm-hmm. So strange. Uh, so why why do you think that you and these other people are fundamentally different? Yeah. Um, Because, like, it was made for me, but also Mm -hmm. because it was made for me, just the the sheer joy I felt this entire experience. Like, I can't imagine someone else living through that and not feeling the same joy. Or I I can totally get them not, like, being as into it as I am. But, like, I was reading some some half-star reviews on Letterboxd who were like, this was a waste of my time. And I was like, I... I don't know who you are. I've never felt less connected to another human. You really like this movie. Um, I like it a lot. Do you like like the message that it sends too? I like it has several messages. Um, I love a movie where you can like think about it and try to think like what do all of these metaphors and symbols in it mean and come up yeah. with your own interpretation, um, which you can totally do with this one. And it's a lot of fun, and it's also it's but it's not a movie where you're like what did what was that, like the lighthouse, I enjoyed, but it was yeah. also a movie where you're like what what I'm gonna have to like 
do a fucking essay to figure out what just the emotion I should feel right now. Yeah. And that's not true of Asteroid City. It's like there's a story there for sure, and then it gets deeper if you'd look into it more. Okay. That's, that's, I like movies because I, I, I like The Lighthouse when I saw it, but I also was like, what the fuck? Um, and I guess, I don't know. I don't like The Lighthouse as much now because I still, whenever I see it, I still go, what the fuck? You know? And I just don't, I like kind of get it, but I also don't get it at all. And it's, it, and that annoys me. I'd rather just have a regular old clear cut kind of story. Um, with maybe a little bit of wacky stuff here and there. Yeah. Um, I'm like, if I have to, if I can't figure out on, it out on my own and I have to Google what does this movie mean, that always ruins yeah. it for me. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed the experience of watching The Lighthouse. But I was like, and I've, I'm sure it's the movie for somebody. Um of like they really loved it maybe if you get it on the first go or you're just better at interpreting metaphor but i was like i can't i can't parse this one it's too much for me so everybody go see asteroid city starring you know i i'm sorry i was gonna list the stars no what are you saying (laughs) no please please this is a star-studded cast right it's got what tom hanks um right (laughs) that's that's tom hanks i want to see who else you know is in it uh, has Lucy Kudrow. It has. I don't know who that is. Uh, Let me Google that has, person. How do you spell that? Emma Chamberlain. Um, <laughs> I don't think I. I think Emma, has Emma Chamberlain's like a TikTok star. Al Al Gore, surprisingly. <laughs> um, it has um, uh, Tom Snyder. It has. Um, oh wow! It had. It's got Tom Snyder in it. It's got Don Rickles. No um, way. It has. Uh, Frankie. We all know Frankie. Um, <laughs> yeah, Wes Anderson loves to work with Frankie. He's a great guy and a great actor. Um, um, it's got. It did have a cameo from. Um, Dahmer. Je- Jeffrey. Jeffrey, yeah. Oh, it did have a cameo from Jeffrey Dahmer. Not he didn't look well, but it might have been like the makeup department. Yeah. Um, no, who who was actually in this film? This I, I don't know. Movie by God, does this movie have a star-studded cast? We're talking starring Jason Schwartzman. We're talking starring Scarlett Johansson, Brian Cranston, wow. Tom Hanks, Whoa. uh Jeffrey Whoa. Wright. Uh, Margot Robbie's in there. Uh, fucking Owen Wilson's in there for a couple frames. I saw him on my second go around. Um, (laughs) okay. You got some other, some other folks. You got, what's her name? A girl who was in Stranger Things is in there. Love her. Yeah. Uh, this is British man. (laughs) 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 This British guy. Willem Dafoe. They found him on the streets. Oh, it has Willem Dafoe. Are you serious? Oh, Edward Norton's in there. What? Um, the Hulk? The Hulk's in They got the fucking Hulk, and he's great, That's and I crazy. love that guy. <laughs> what else is Ed Norton in besides the Hulk movie? He's in is Fight he in... Club. That's what I know him from, yeah. I've only seen 
Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's the only Wes Anderson film I've seen. That's also That's a, a good movie. movie. Love that too. Um, yeah. Also a star-studded cast. We're talking George Clooney. We're talking Dumbledore from Harry Potter. We're talking Owen Wilson again. Probably um, others. I feel the way you feel about this movie, I think, is the same way I feel about Catcher in the Rye. Because I, I loved that book when I read it in high school. But then I told, like, my – I think my mom and my uncle, they both said, like, oh, I, I hated that book. The kid was so, like, whiny. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? This kid, this is literally me. The kid is literally me. Are you calling me whiny? Is that it? <laughs> yeah. Is that it? Are you calling me whiny? Huh, mom? Is that is that what you think? But I don't know. And then I talked to, oh, I didn't talk to, but another teacher of mine said like, yeah, when I read it in high school, I could really relate to Holden Caulfield. But then as I got older, I kind of like stopped. And then she also started to think she was whiny, mm. that, that Holden Caulfield was whiny. Um but I, you know, I haven't reread it, but I, I hope that when I do, probably when I'm older still, um, that I'll still maybe not be able to relate as directly, but I'll still be able to understand the character as I, as I once did um, yeah. in junior year of high school. So It's one of those great losses in life. Like right now, I'm like, God, I hope I never grow out of my love of Asteroid City, but certainly yeah. my relationship with it will change. Because how much I like it is just inherently tied up in where I am in my life right now and what my identity is. And it's it's yeah. like how the social network used to be my favorite movie, but now I'm mm. not cis. So now I know I don't <laughs> like that one as much anymore. But like I'll right. always have a love for it. It's like it's like a, a lover who you no longer feel like infatuation with but there's like a, a deeper love that you're like i respect you yeah i hope i hope you never lose your love for asteroid city and uh i'll probably i'll probably see it uh when it comes out on on uh freebie or something watch it with ads on youtube you know something like that it'll really suck if you hate it and we have to come back to this and i'm like i don't fundamentally feel the humanity within you anymore we would have to end the podcast i think it would be too big of a disagreement probably yeah i'll, I'll have to see it i'll probably watch his other movies first maybe and then see it but yeah what else has he made grand budapest hostel um it's it's just hotel but yeah oh it's a hotel i thought yeah. it was like a okay the, a grand well, hostel sounds... was a fun idea though <laughs> yeah it's like it's like a hostel it's still kind of run down but they have like a like a buffet <laughs> or something that's kind of nice yeah they got a continental um, breakfast yeah. like for in, com in comparison to regular hostel it is pretty grand ain't it <laughs> <laughs> but like when you think about it you're just like wait isn't this just like a regular like hotel so i also i had i i was oh when did this happen it may have been like a week ago now but i got i got into a little accident a mm -hmm. little uh more than a fender bender not enough to call it like a wreck um my right rear bumper got all messed up it's it's duct taped together right now oh damn um but basically what happened was, and I told you about this over text, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell the story properly. Okay. So yeah. I was, so uh, there's this highway near my house that's really annoying. 
um, because you can you can't turn like left onto it, which is probably not not bad, I guess, probably good. But I was in the left hand, but right turn lane, um, so close to like the side, and you can't turn right on red, right? So I was waiting till it turned green, and it was very overcast, but it turned green, and I went to go when by God do I see barreling down the road running their red light this big huge um semi truck oh, right which was right right where i was going so i saw that mm-hmm. um and i you know slowed down stopped at which point i feel pff, the impact of an, another car right um which i later learned had also ran the red light and couldn't couldn't see the light because it was behind following too closely the semi truck oh um and uh but the reason i was going out uh was to acquire some uh personal uh sexual protection um for myself and uh, well not just myself there's gonna be another it wouldn't be much point if it was just myself well you, um, sometimes you're trying to experiment was the other person in the car though no it was just me this was a preemptive measure for like the next day oh i see okay. so but i get hit at first, you know, my mind is purely focused on, like, I need to get these things so I don't, like, have a kid or something. Um, <laughs> have you seen so for a second, Whiplash? Yeah, I have, yeah. Like, I got to get to the concert. But you're like, I got to go yeah. find those condoms. And you run away from your own burning car. Uh, <laughs> for a split second, I really did think about, like, getting getting into the left-hand lane to pull a U-turn to get where I needed to go. Yeah. But I was like, no, I should stop and see if this dude is all right. Um, so I do, and I pull up to the side. Um, and as I get out, it starts, like, properly actually raining. So now I'm all wet. Oh, damn. Um, and I, I pull up – I walk up to the guy in his car, and I can tell he's fucking mad. He is pissed off. He has 911 literally, like, dialed onto his phone. He hasn't pressed call yet. But I could see that he was, like, about to. And I ask, like, hey, are you, like, okay? Um, and he goes, yeah, man, I'm fine. But like, I don't get why you were turning right. It literally says no turn on red. And I was like, uh, yeah. Okay, dude. Yeah. Um, which didn't, I understand why, but huh? he did ran, run a red light though. Yeah. To, which he didn't know because he had been following, he had been following the freight, the freight train, the, the semi truck. So he like literally couldn't see the light that was above him. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, you know, I understand why he was pissed because this part car was pretty fucked up. I definitely got the good end of the deal. That's um, good. But, you know, also I was about to get like creamed by a semi truck, so I, I really felt that I, you know, I was in the right for getting out of the way. But yeah. whatever. Um, so he calls nine one one. The police come. I have to. I, I rummage through my my glove compartment. To, to get my license, registration, whatever, mm-hmm. um, where I find two perfectly usable condoms <laughs> just sitting in there. So the trip itself wasn't necessary Damn in the it. first place. Wow, that's that's um, man's hubris right there. Yeah, yeah. I should have, I guess I should have checked. I don't know. Um, but I, I, am, I was not liable for the accident at all. Um, there was a lady who had some dash cam footage um, of the whole incident, and I was clearly in the right. So, it all it all turned out okay for me. I don't know what the happened to this dude, but um, wow, yeah. So, 
a little scary. Haven't actually, I have been on the highway since, but I was terrified. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so well, be careful so out there. If it's uh, overcast, you know, just just consider: Do you really need to go out on this journey? Um, Maybe you and, guys uh, could do the pullout method tonight. It's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not it's, worth the risk. Consider which is riskier, really. Yeah. Um, just to demonstrate Trevor's dedication to this podcast, he texted me. Um, I just got an accident, and I'm like, "Oh my god, Trevor's dead." He's texting me in in the bloody wreckage, and he's like, "Please, you gotta call an ambulance. I'm gonna die in here." And then he says, and the, "He says I just got into a wreck. It'll be great for next week's ep." <laughs> That was while I think the police were like out there. I was still sitting in my car waiting to see what the verdict was, whether or not I was at fault. Because at first, like when he said like, oh, you know, you're not supposed to turn right on red. And I was like, oh, God, you know, my first thought was, Jesus Christ, did I did I was it this my fault? Did I do this? Yeah. Which it wasn't. So. So you're um, like, we might have to record this next up behind bars, but it's still going to be a killer tale, ain't it? I would use my one phone call to call in for 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 this episode. I would. I really would. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. So just you know, you know, you guys, all these listeners, got to respect how much we're putting in. Um, Trevor, if we if Trevor was on his way to the podcast studio and his car was absolutely smushed, if a plane landed mm-hmm. on top of his car and That's grazed right. the top of his head, the wheel shaved his head, he would keep <laughs> yeah. on driving. I would right keep on studio. going. Um, in my now, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, God, what what is a car that you can pull the top down, get the uh, con- a convertible? Okay, is that what it is? Uh, yeah, convertible. Convertible. I was thinking that was a like a transformer, but that's not what that is. The transformer is a transformer. A convertible, you can just put take the top down. Yeah. Um. What if you were a transformer? What car you turn it into? Or oh. or are you the car? And what robot are you turning into? <laughs> and it turns back right. into a, a Trevor. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wait. So it's just me. Like I, I look like flesh and blood me, but I can turn into a car of my choosing. Yeah. And it is like it's okay. creepy how like your kind of your flesh parts expand into metal. Um strange even i have to look up i'm not a i'm not really a car guy surprise surprise well there's but, a few um, you could like star scream turns into a, a fighter jet um optimus oh. prime's kind of just like a truck yeah like some of them are like bumblebee is specifically this one mustang and then old optimus is just like kind of tr- trucks in general he's just a, he's just hmm. a damn semi oh okay i know I want to I want to turn into like a 1980s Audi Quattro. These things okay. look uh, sexy. I'm not familiar. Can you can you send a pic? You're going to be turned on by this image, I guarantee it. Oh god, how am I going to finish the episode? Fuck. Well, just click that link, I guess. Okay. I thought it would turn into like a thing. I was kind of hoping I would just climax on sight of this thing, but no. <laughs> doesn't do it for me well i guess we just see the world in a fundamentally different way um this car is is like my jesus 
And uh, if we can't see eye to eye on this, I think we're going to have to end the podcast. The subtitle for this website is Audi's 1980 Superstar Reminds Us Why One of Our Favorite Words is Homologation. What does that mean? Do you know that word? I don't know the word homologation. Let's the, look it up. Let's find out. It's the granting of approval by an official authority. Why is that your favorite word? Okay. Because of this vehicle. In racing, it is the the type of approval process through which a vehicle is required to go for certification to race in a given league or series. Okay. <laughs> it's like watching the Olympics. <laughs> Feel like this proves why my favorite word is qualifying. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I can see the connection, but I'm, I'm not sure it like makes it a favorite word status. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite word? Um, I love, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, tither or thither, tither, an old-timey spelling of, like, this way. It's T-H-I-T-H-E-R, because mm. um, my favorite painting is a skeleton dancing, and it says, tither, we make our way, this is our final resting place. This, that's an actual, like, Renaissance or something era painting? It's, it's not, uh, like, a meme? No. Yeah, I saw it in the Chicago Art, Art Institute. I think it's called oh. Man in Red Cap, and it's a painting of a man in a, in a red cap. And then on the back oh. that no one knew about for a while because the painting was, like, hung up um, is a skeleton doing a little dance. And thither he's making his way to his final resting place. Um, it's a fundamentally life-changing experience for me. If you don't like the skeleton dancing, if you're not a man in red cap fan... Like we're just fundamentally different people, <laughs> and I don't I don't see you as human, frankly. <laughs> um, what is, is that lightning going on outside your window? Yeah, it's a big thunderstorm episode. Oh, it's gonna geez, be okay. picking up a lot. If you're listening, don't worry. The th- I mean, maybe there's a thunderstorm outside for you, but it's it's just it's just me. You would feel really bad if you said, "Don't worry." There's no chance of you getting struck by lightning, and then someone actually does get struck yeah. by lightning. That, um, and that'd be on me. That would be on you, yeah. They weren't being careful enough. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite word? I have to think about it for a second, because I know I've thought, like, this is my favorite word, but then I forgot what it was. So mm-hmm. clearly I, I didn't have too much of an emotional attachment to it um we got we kind of crossed our what's your favorite thing so while you're thinking i'll answer the transformers one you keep you keep working yeah. on the word one i yeah. want to be one of those old-timey bikes with like the big front wheel oh yeah yeah and i Wait, think it'd like be funny cute... <laughs> to see a human turn into that because i would really have to like get thin oh like, yeah elongated you would be breaking the laws of mass by by doing that. Yeah, for sure. It's like because they can have a rider too. So like whatever yeah. amount of my body has to leave to produce like the basically just the two wheels does that, and then the rest of it's still in human form up on the seat. 
Did you figure out the word yet? I don't know. I like the word facetious. I think that's kind of a fun one to say. All my favorite words are based on how they're said, not what they mean. Yeah. I guess. Um, uh, I like like the adverbs. A lot of people don't like the adverbs. I, I enjoy a good adverb. Storm's really going at it out there. You, is that picking up for you? No, it's it's clear for me on my end. Um, it does say severe weather on my little phone, so it's it might be moving down. But <laughs> your little phone. You have my, a little phone. Well, it is. It actually is. It's the 13 mini, so it is actually smaller than like most modern phones. Uh, but like you, you don't have another phone, so you don't really need the adjective. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my big, I'm using my big phone right now. It's my laptop. I call it my big phone. Um, we're in a call right now. It counts. That's true. Let me go drive and my... And really... I guess you... I mean, you could say, let me go drive my little car. That's just like, yeah, you got a cute little car. Yeah. Can, and can we even call, like, so, like uh, smartphones phones really is that really what they are we're not using like the phone lines unless you're like calling another like a landline or something then i guess you are but you know okay. it's just it's lost it's lost the meaning you know so the, i think the meaning's shifted i also like the word hypocrite i think that's a fun one also has a good meaning mm-hmm. that's um, that is that's a really good meaning yeah because it's like you say something, but then you don't do it yourself. You're a hypocrite. Yeah. It's uh, you know, when you learn that word as a kid, you know that's the one. That's one where you're really like, yeah, I know a few of those. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It feels so powerful against other people. It, yeah. It hurts so much against you. Oh yeah, I don't think I've ever been called or have called someone like a hypocrite at least not to their face. Um, but I can imagine that would that would sting pretty badly because you would have to, you know, it's not even like, they're not even saying you're doing something like bad or wrong necessarily. They're just saying like, you don't live by your own moral code. Yeah. And that has to really hit you. No, so true. Um, have you ever called or been called a hypocrite? Probably. Because I like... Um, one of my favorite activities is like saying something and then doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, that's kind of the definition. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I, I don't think anyone's ever called me out on it. No. Ah! Trevor, Trevor, gosh, what's ah! going on, man? Oh, what's up? I have so much knowledge. Oh. Oh God, that's hard. Uh, I gotta, I gotta get it out. Do we, <laughs> do we have a question? Luckily, we do have a question this week. A uh, question comes from Andy. 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 Asks. Um, uh, Andy, we love you. Um, big, big fan of the podcast. Uh, keep doing you, Andy. You're you're a great guy. Does it? Does Andy also make a podcast? Or Andy's, um, Andy's a big fan of our podcast. <laughs> Andy's a big fan of our podcast. Uh, he somehow got my home phone number and has called me several times. We've oh, had our chats, so okay. Uh, thanks, Andy, for your question this week. Thank you, Andy. I thought you were telling Andy you were a big fan of his podcast. Anyways, his, he's going through a hard time, so we shouldn't joke about yeah. him. Um, you're right. You're right. Because 
his kid's betta fish recently died, and mm-hmm. he needs to f- to to ask how to tell them. Right. How to break um, break this down for them? Because they this kid doesn't know about death. I'm assuming because betta fish are the least long living things that a child will come across. Yeah. Um, my gut reaction, and this is not good or okay. Mm-hmm. But my gut reaction is to just not tell the kid and to buy a new one because they're not going to know, probably. Yeah. Um, and just not never tell your kid about death until uh, it's until they're dead. And then by that point, it's too late. So, um, But that's probably not good or healthy because I imagine at some point your child is going to come across death in their life in some form or another. Um, even if it's just like roadkill, they're going to have questions. So it's best to address these things head on now. Um, yeah, so I guess probably sit them down. Just say, hey, you know, this, this happens to every living thing. Um, but it's good because it makes way for, for new living things to, to come and, and, and exist in the world. You know, I, I'd probably approach it like that. That is a pretty good answer um it's weird to me that kids don't know what death is like i get that like no actually it's not weird it, it clicked in my head just now <laughs> what that it's just like not yeah. understanding yeah. that it's not coming back um damn what a bummer right that is but like wow death sucks that does suck you know sometimes i look at my dog and he is he's old he's like 14 uh, the time is is coming near for him too, and I look at him and I wonder like, does he know like what you know death is? Do do dogs have an understanding? Because he's come across various dead things in his time. Um, eating dead things is one of the favorite things he likes to do. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, you know, I don't I don't know if if he knows if he could understand. Um, and honestly, I don't even know if I fully understand. So, you know, it's weird. Yeah. I spent a lot of time worrying about dying as a child. My big yeah. fear was, um, I'm not sure if this helps with the beta fish, but like, because I was raised religious, I thought I was going to mm-hmm. go to heaven. Um, right. But they tell you heaven is forever. And I was always like, God, that's a while, ain't it? What if I <laughs> get bored in heaven? <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't sure if there would be, like, video games there or anything. <laughs> so, like, I was like, I kind of don't want to go there. Because I, I imagine, like, what if I spent the entire length of my life up to now in heaven? And I'm like, gosh, yeah. that'd be a long time. And then do that a hundred times. And then you're not even any percent of the way done because it's forever. And I was yeah. like, God, that sounds horrible. Yeah. So tell your tell your kid your beta fish went to the void and it feels nothing and it doesn't matter that there are no video games because it's as if it doesn't exist because it doesn't yeah daddy um i just i went upstairs to feed uh mr swimmer and yeah he... sweetie good you, you you do have been forgetting to feed mr swimmer recently and i know i'm trying to do better with that daddy um and he Mr. Swimmer was upside down. He was he wasn't swimming like he usually does. Mm. What ha- mm. what happened? 
not why swimming. what's wrong with him he's upside down huh yeah is he sick like when i had the the chicken pox <laughs> mm, you were upside down for a lot of that uh it was the most comfortable position, Daddy. But I, you know, I don't, I don't think for a, you know, he, Mr. Swimmer is a fish, so I didn't think that, you know, that would be a comfortable way. He probably can't even see right. Yeah, T- take a seat, uh, P- P- Patricia. Have why don't, okay. you, why don't you sit right across from Daddy here? Okay. You remember that time after your chicken pox when you had the surgery, and uh, you. During the anesthesia, you briefly died and went to heaven and met God, and then you came back. Yeah, that very that very nice uh, man with the big long beard. Yeah, and then we wrote the book about it and made a bunch of money from all the Christians that like him. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Mr. Swimmer is doing something a little similar, but he's having a longer oh. extended stay up there. Okay, is is. Is he in like a nice hotel up there? Did did God like? Is he staying with God? Like what's like? Where's what are his arrangements? They put him in a really like fancy hostel. It's got a continental breakfast and all the goods. Only two people to a room. Mm, that sounds like a hotel, Daddy. I don't know. But it has no hallways. Can Miss is Mister Swimmer gonna be comfortable there? Well, I don't know, dear. Did you think he did good? You think he was? Do you think he was a a good mm. no sinner? He did eat Mrs. Swimmer whenever I forgot to feed him that one time. Mm. I don't know the mm. rules for cannibalism for fishes because they're pretty damn tasty, huh? That's true. I do love me some salmon, Daddy. Can we have that for dinner? Yeah, why don't we cook Mr. Swimmer instead? Special treat. You're such a smart daddy. Thanks. But hey, you're not you're not so bad yourself. Well, that's that's gonna be it for today's episode of the All That in a Glass of Water podcast. Join us next week when I'm gonna be uh, blasting heavy metal music into my ears for a full hour, and we're gonna see how badly they're damaged afterwards. Yeah. Um, Send us the, what song you want it to be. Make That's sure right. it's like pretty loud. Uh, it needs to be reasonably it's gonna, loud. And make sure it's good too, because it's probably going to be the last thing I ever hear. Um, but until then, uh, where can they where can they send us their questions, Lily? You already know, Trevor. Why are you asking me? I'm trying to do a back and forth kind of thing here. But uh, you know, I can just tell them if you no, want. No, I can to. say it. No, I whatever. All right, no, I can yeah, say go it. ahead. Fine, uh, they can send us the question all that in a glass of water at gmail dot com, or mm-hmm. if they don't want to do that, they can also, if they're listening on Spotify, scroll down to the Q and A section and leave a question there. That's right. Um, and until then, until next week, uh, I've been your host, Trevor. Golly, I've been your other host, Lily. Right, goodbye, everybody. Sleep tight. The big gimmick for this one is it's all it's shot really high off the ground.